it's more so finding out your why. Like you want to be an entrepreneur, why? Is it to make money? Is it to leave a legacy behind? Is to make sure that your children's children's children will be protected after you've gone? So I'm not just interested in helping you build while you are alive, but my interest is helping that dream that you have keep it going after you pass. Hi there. This is an exclusive hot What's up, guys? It's your boy, Coach B. And it's Cammie. Hey, man. First and foremost, we are so excited for our Millennium Empowerment Entrepreneurship, our business opportunity that we've been doing. We're so excited. We got someone that's fantastic, babe. Did you tell me she's fantastic? I'm just so excited myself. We, You guys know we are on this entrepreneurship series, and we are have found some wonderful people. And I would like to introduce to you all attorney Trina Smith. She is a Raleigh, North Carolina native and a serial entrepreneur. She's very passionate about empowering her clients and community with trademark representation, business education, and spiritual edification to protect their creative masterpieces. With over a decade of legal experience, Trina has leveraged her experiences by assisting over 600 entrepreneurs with building and protecting profitable businesses. Some of her clientele include personal trainers, hip-hop recording artists, stylists, salon owners, restaurant owners, fashion designers, artist managers, music producers, photographers, videographers, life coaches, lawyers, and many more. Wow. (laughs) Attorney Trina Smith is a triple eagle earning a Bachelor of Science in Criminal Justice in 2005, Bachelor of Science in Family and Consumer Science in 2006, and Juris Doctor in 2009 from North Carolina Central University. Yes, yes guys. Yes, HBCU. In case you did not know, yes, we have another HBCU graduate. We have the best and the brightest. If you don't understand that, please understand this through this Entrepreneur Series. Yes. Yes. All right. So I, it is my pleasure, great pleasure, that we welcome Katrina Smith, attorney and counsel at law. How you doing, hey, Katrina? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I am well. I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor. Truly an honor. It's truly an honor to have you here. So um, as we enter this entrepreneur series, you are just like a gem because one, you're an entrepreneur, but you work in law and legal system. <laughs> and it's trademarking. And branding, these are exactly what every business needs. So I just want to know, you know, we heard some background from where you're from. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, you have three degrees, okay, from <laughs> Carolina Central. That's amazing. Um, so how how did it all begin? And what, what made you decide to go into law? Tell us a little bit about your story. Oh, my goodness. So... When I was a teenager, I was a little hard-headed and I was a little sassy, right? (laughs) And so my grandmother made me write out my entire life plan, right? And so I said, okay, at this age, I'm going to graduate from high school. At this age, I'm going to graduate from college. I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to practice for X amount of years, and then I'm going to become a judge, right? Wow. (laughs) But... When I went to undergrad, 
I realized, wait a minute, I got to stay in school for an additional seven years. I ain't going to do that. I just want to be a juvenile probation officer. That is what I want to do. So my senior year, I sat down with my advisor, Mr. Wendell Andrews, and he said, Ms. Smith, what are you about to do? You're about to graduate. I said, I want to be a juvenile probation officer. He looked at me. He looked at my grades. He looked at me. He looked at my grades. And he said, no, ma'am. I was like, (laughs) he said, Ms. Smith, you are in the top 5% of your graduating class. I know mm-hmm. you think you want to do juvenile law, but focus on your academia, stay in school, figure it out. But I'm not signing off on this. So I said, okay, I have a few more credits left before I attain my second degree. So I stay in school and figure it out. So I stayed in school, got my second bachelor's, and I said, okay, I'm not ready to work a nine to five. I always said I want to go to law school. Let me apply to law school. So I applied to one law school, one law school only, North Carolina Central University School of Law. I got accepted in. Wow. So begin. <laughs> wow. And so, wow, it sounds like you had so much like on a track. You, you said, I'm going to go this way and you went this way and things were become getting you know done. You were accomplishing your goals. So. I'm sure you had a plan for after you graduated since you planned so much before. What was your track after graduating? So because because, you know, I got a little inside. Y'all I heard that she she went through something. So I would like to know. We like to know about trials and tribulations that yeah. that have formed people, because I really do think all these trials, they help to form you and make you formidable for the world. So Absolutely. let us know yeah, the hurdles that you went through after graduating. Oh, goodness. So while in law school, I received a job offer my second year. And at that point in time, the economy has started to take a turn for the worse. So see this job offer my second year, my colleagues and classmates, they were stressed. I was straight. The job offer came with a signing bonus. It came with a set salary that was more than what my parents made, plus benefits the whole nine yards. Mm. Back for the bar, pass it on the first go round. The second phone call I made after contacting my mom was to my boss. Because at that point in time, my bills were past due because I didn't do my studying for the bar and I needed my signing bonus to pay my money. Mm. So my boss congratulated me. She said, come see me Monday morning. Enjoy your weekend. I saw her the following Monday morning. She said, listen, that signing bonus that I promised you, I can't do it no more. That salary in which I promised you, I'm going to have to cut that in half. And I understand if, you know, you want to find another job or whatever, but that's all I can do based off of the economy. I didn't have a plan for the plan. So I had no choice but to stay. And since she felt bad, she gave me an advance on my first month's salary. So that was how I was able to make ends meet. Wow. That arrangement lasted for one month, not six months, not three months, but for one month. Mm-hmm. The next month it was, you eat what you kill. I can no longer okay. pay you a salary. So even though you go out and you find these clients, you bring them to the firm, you're still using my letterhead, you're still using my office space to still meet these clients. So I'm going to need a cut off of what you bring to the firm. So wait a second. You're telling us that you had this big 
salary, a big career, things were promised to you before you can even start. They cut everything in half. You didn't get things. And that lasted only for a month for them even cutting half. And then after that is basically, wow, you have to catch the clientele and make the money. That's the only way you get paid. And you have three degrees at this point that somebody's telling exactly. you this. Exactly. Three degrees. Wow. You missed one point. Mm-hmm. I still had to get a cut to the firm off of what I brought in. So wow. the money that I brought in wasn't all mine. A portion of it was. But since I'm using the firm's letterhead, I'm using the firm's office wow. space, I'm using the business cards, I still had to give them a cut. Oh, my goodness. So I had to work three jobs at one time just to make ends meet. Wow. So were they in, um, were the three jobs in law? And then what type of law were you practicing? Is it the same area? No. So the three jobs that I got were not in law. I worked at Nine West at a shoe store, right? I worked for another company reviewing documents and I worked for the firm, right? The firm that I was with, they practiced primarily family law and criminal defense work, right? So Mm -hmm. I worked those three jobs and for a period of six months until I came across one of my mentors who happened to be a judge and he said, you might as well go out on your own. Whoa, I love that. I don't know the first thing about being an attorney because I'm a first generational attorney, let alone Mm. work in a law firm and operate in a law firm. Mm. And my judge said, you'll see. (laughs) So, Roughly about three weeks after that conversation with that judge, I took a loan, not a grant, not a donation, not an investment, but a $500 loan from my father. And that's how I started my firm. Wow. So you just spread your wings. But I guess you must have had confidence in that judge and yourself. Or were you, were you just walking in fear? What, what was the feeling at that point in your life? I was walking in fear because I felt as though I had no way out and no choice at all. Mm. It was either mm. stay here, continue to work these three jobs hate the practice of law before you even really get your feet wet to understand what the practice of law is, Mm. or you're going to have to do something different. Wow. You know what? But I I love that. It's like the point of like you were walking in fear, but guess what? You were still walking and moving. Yes. And that is the point of all of it. Like I've been there too. You just walk and guess what? Like you will learn your path and God is going to show you the way. I love that. You were still walking. And sometimes our basket put into a wall, like, like, Oh my, I can't imagine being in your situation, but it probably had to happen that way for you to take that step in the way you did. So that, that is amazing. So did you have, and and the entrepreneur spirit that you, that enlightened you for one, anybody in your family that already had a business or started a business that kind of gets you the mindset of saying, you know what, I can be a, I can be an entrepreneur. I can actually take this law to another level where people need me and I'm actually helping out in the community. Can you give me some feedback of your family members, anybody that you may know? Absolutely. So I've had family members who have side hustles, right? Some of them must uh, may have sold, you know, allegedly, of course, some, um, <laughs> Some alcoholic beverages, right? That's not in stores, right? Some okay. food, right? 
You know, I had one auntie who was a beautician and she didn't own her salon, but she had her business for over 50 years before she passed. Right. My father, Mm -hmm. in addition to being a fireman, he had his side hustle where he, you know, would do home repairs and will paint other folks houses. But at the same token, they always had a solid nine to five to fall back on. So I didn't really grow up in a household where it promoted entrepreneurship. It promoted getting a nine to five, working your side hustles if your nine to five isn't enough to meet your monthly obligations and then work for 30 years and then retire. Oh yeah, I see. Wow, that that is actually wow. yeah. A lot of people they look at the side hustle, which could actually be your gift and your way out to give you financial freedom, right? Wow. wow. But a lot of people look at it that way. I'll keep my nine to five, but the nine to five could suck the life out of you. Exactly. <laughs> so by you by you saying that, did that kind of get you saying, you know what? I'm not about to go back to no nine to five. I don't been through this rough term. I don't been. So what kind of motivates you to start right now, Smith? You know, what you know, what got that engine going? Because it had to be something. What really got that engine just fully going? Was it like Smith Legal Solution right at that point? Like, did you start it right then and there? Mm-hmm. I started Smith Legal Solution, matter of fact, April 2010. That is when I launched officially. But I will admit to you. I did not embrace the entrepreneur spirit until probably oh, wow. about two to three years ago. I have literally quit my business a total of what, 258 times. Every time <laughs> I quit my business, it's something that pulls me back to my business. And I think because from a young child being very and heavily involved in the church, I was always taught to serve. And once I started changing my mindset of my business from being someone who performs a service to being someone who actually is put here to serve, my, to serve my communities, to serve members on social media, that is when that entrepreneur that go get it, you know, no matter what comes my way, I'm still going to push forward spirit was embedded in me. Oh, I love that. I love that. Wow. Like, cause uh, honestly, that's a big thing. Like the God part and everything um, that always will get you through because it's a deeper purpose than just like money or your, you know, your rep, your rep or building yourself up or ego. It is like a greater purpose. And God really made you to do these things. I love that service. Yes. Beautiful. So give us some information about your company, Smith Legal Solutions. What is it about? What do you do to serve people? I help startup entrepreneurs set up their businesses so that they are legally protected and their only concerns is on their productivity and their profits. I assist startup entrepreneurs with business formation strategies. I assist them with trademarks, copyrights, how to protect their brand, how to defend their brand, contracts, contract enforcement, contract drafting, contract reviewing. Like that is what I do. So when you say assisting, is that just showing them the steps or that's you are pretty much taking care of the whole case? You pretty much going through the whole trademarking thing and stuff like that. So kind of give me a little more detail when you say just assisting them um, by just making sure they got the right paperwork. So I have different options for working with me. So some of my clients, their budget 
would not allow them to afford me to do the work for them. So if they can't afford me to do the work for them, it's just like, I don't want you to have any excuse for why you're not legalizing and protecting your business. But here's some other alternatives. You know, here's a workshop or here's a replay from a webinar that I did. Here's some templates that you can follow. I like that, um, especially in our community. I just think that our community, we have so much creativity and so much that we have uh, even given to this country, like major things, but we never develop like our own trademarks, branding, copyrights, patents for so mm-hmm. many things that we had the intellectual property for. Right. But, um, so I just love um, the fact that, yeah, you still figure out how to equip people with the things that they need to have a strong brand. (laughs) I'm I'm so excited to just to know. I I mean, I just got to be honest because just seeing you talking to people, you host, you also do a hosting live thing as well, right? Tell them a little bit about your live thing, your Q&A that I saw you did. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, But I also heard you talking about this though. You just didn't do just a trademark and thing. You was talking about wills. And you was talking about making sure that they take care of their family plans and give them a little bit what really what you really be doing. See, that's well, what see, I want to think is the purpose. It's more so finding out your why. Like you want to be an entrepreneur. Why is it to make money? Is it to leave a legacy behind? Is to make sure that your children's children's children will be protected after you've gone? So I'm not just interested in helping you build while you are alive, but my interest is helping that dream that you have keep it going after you pass. So that's why the wills are extremely important. Matter of fact, even having your operating agreement, which is akin to your business, set up so that your business can continue to evolve after you pass away. Some of those things can't be resolved with a will. Yes, that's so pertinent. Again, for our community, I don't think just in terms of a lot of our history where we haven't had actual wealth in terms of like property, land, possession to pass on. A lot of us, even when we accumulate wealth and all these things, don't have the uh, wherewithal to even know where to start with wheels and that we need to establish all these things, you know? So I think um, with all of this, we're even teaching our children and our children's children a path and even creating these wheels or insurance, all these things can create wealth in itself. So, oh my gosh, that's so key. And I love the fact that you said um, your why, that's a great book called Start With Why. We, me and Coach B have read that by Simon Sinek. And it's just like an amazing opening to everything. Your why is everything. Like I was talking to my grandmother, Miss um, Smith, you know, and the crazy thing, Trina, she she was saying, I didn't do a will, a will yet. And I'm saying, Grandma, you have to do a will because what happens is, and maybe you can correct me as an attorney, tell me how much difficult it is when you got to deal with people, family members on past, different things don't happen. And the, the grandparents just felt she had to do it. Uh, the mother or the father felt it was too early for me to, at this age to do a will right now. Give me some. I know you probably deal with that a yes. lot. And that could be you real know, feisty on family. I would say this. Well. Death, property, money are the top three things that tear families apart. And I would say for our community, a lot of folks aren't necessarily interested in even talking about wills or advanced directives because they don't want to even face the fact that 
this may happen to them one day. Even though it is a reality in their mind, it's like a distant reality. I don't want to talk about me dying. I want to be here, air quote, forever. Or it's like bringing it closer into fruition if they are already dealing and battling some different illnesses. So I can see why they don't want to deal with it. You know, in some folks' mind, it's like, you know what? I'm going to be gone. I just let my kids deal with whatever. Um, so it's different reasons for why, mm. you know, members of our communities, you know, aren't really akin to wanting to talk about will or even put something together or in the alternative, they don't want someone in their business. They don't want folks to know their entire assets because then they feel that they may be prey or fall victim of folks trying to take advantage of them. You know, especially look at who our elderly generation is now. They're not folks who will put money or all of their money in the bank. They may have around the house, they may have a stash under the mattress, you know, mm. things like that. So I would say privacy reasons, not wanting folks to know what's in their business and not wanting to deal with the fact that that time may be coming sooner rather than later. But I think that's why it's important to educate, you know, the older members of our parents' generation, so to speak, on the importance of even if you don't want to have anything formal, just write it down. You know, just write it down and sign it. And that's still technically effective enough to serve as your last will and testament. Wow, that's that's great. Uh, I love that tip. That and good. I think if we have more that's of these good. conversations, um, can definitely just start to make changes in our communities. But I want to get back to the business tip. So, because <laughs> we, you know, we're on this entrepreneurship series. So I want to ask you about branding. Can you speak to us or business owners out there, small business owners, about the importance of branding? Mm. Like, why do people need to brand in or even Make consider sure talking to an yeah. attorney about this? I would say this. Branding and business building are equally important. You can't spend your focus on making sure you have the perfect website design or the perfect logo design and the inner workings of your business is like falling apart because that's essentially building a business on quitting, right? Branding is what folks on the outside can see as it relates to your business, right? So I like to call branding like the sexy stuff, right? Business building is what's on the inside of your business. It's what the folks don't see is, do you have an LLC? Do you have contracts? Do you have websites, terms of service? Do you have a privacy policy? Do you have certain parameters in place to protect your business in the event someone sues you? Right. So branding is important because it is what Mm -hmm. members of the general public or your potential clients can see, can hear, can smell. And they automatically associate that thing with your brand. So branding is important for marketing your business. I love that. Mm -hmm. Also, I have a question in regards to branding. Um, big questions come up with trademarking and copyright. The, how are these distinguished? So with respect to trademarks, 
Trademarks protect your brand identifiers. It protects what folks can see, what folks can hear, what folks can smell, and they automatically think of your brand, right? So an example of that would be Nike, mm. right? Their slogan, just do it. Mm. If you hear just do it, you automatically associate that slogan with Nike. If you go into a shoe store, and you see a bright orange box with a white check mark and it has no writing on it at all, what are you going to associate that brand with? Nike, of course. <laughs> yes. Exactly, right? So that is what trademark protects. Copyrights, on the other hand, protect what your brand produces, right? So an example, using Nike, copyrights will protect the commercial it will protect their website. If they have any marketing materials and brochures, it will protect that. So when, so when, um, for instance, with Nike, since we use that as an example, so Nike sells all over. So do those people have a count with Nike or, or Nike just agreeing, doing a contract with them? So if, if, we said Nike, for example. So Nike just go by saying, first, you got to do this contract with us, like Foot Locker or maybe Foot Action. So they sign a contract, you're saying? Um, I mean, I mean, let me know from the, the perspective of that, from the copyright. So they are saying, I'm giving you the option to. So that. that's one benefit of a trademark, because you can give other businesses a license mm to use your mark for branding purposes. So one example I like to use would be Band-Aid, right? And for parents who have children who get a little boo-boo, they don't want like the ugly brown Band-Aid, right? They want Band-Aid with the Disney characters, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to tap into the children's market, the company Band-Aid received a license from Disney to use Disney's characters on their products. Wow. So you're getting paid on top of paid. Exactly. Wow. That's another way why wow. or how business owners can make money with trademarks. Wow, wonderful. So she's saving you dollars and making you money, guys. You better check it out. She just gave you some bits right now on the Coach B and Cammy. Listen. Nugget, and that's what I wanted to ask. Just in terms of a business, a small business owner, at what point do you think they should go to an attorney and start speaking about trademarking or branding, or just even getting counsel if they don't have something or don't know how to or what to brand or right. or trademark? Right. I would say at the very beginning, right? If you can't afford to put an attorney on retainer at least go find an attorney that will be willing to do a consultation with you. There are some attorneys out here that do free consultations. I don't do that no more. I paid my dues, right? But there are some that do that, right? So if you are low on money, find one of those attorneys who are willing to give you a free 15-minute consultation so they can at least point you in the right direction, right? Then from there, find attorneys like me who will go live on Instagram or Facebook or wherever and that will spill little legal nuggets that can assist you on your journey. And then from I love there, that. start building, start growing. And then once you get your money up, go ahead and put an attorney on retainer. I love that. So I had a question because I was reading, mm -hmm. reading about trademark. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you could actually lose your trademark. Is this yes. true? Like somebody, because I was just like, wait, what? I saw some examples like um, aspirin. Mm -hmm. 
um, an escalator. I know that's like random, but no, just how those words are just used so frequently everywhere. And they actually had a trademark, but I guess they didn't protect it. So they lost it. And I was like, what? So I need you to tell me more about this and how do we protect our trademark? So you're trying to give me spill all the tea, right? Oh man, just, a, well, just give him a little bit. Cause I'm just like, wait, what? Like you have to stay on, you probably need a lawyer on, on retainer. You need a retainer. Like, cause how, what? Yes. So I give you a little snippet. <laughs> I give you a little snippet. So it's very easy to get a trademark. You just submit your application, pay the filing fee, boom, wait the required waiting period, you can get your trademark. The hardest part is maintaining your trademark, right? And in order to maintain it, you have to monitor and police your brand. So if you notice that one of your competitors or members of the general public is using your particular trademark all willy-nilly, they are starting to dilute your brand and start mm-hmm. to dilute that trademark so it's nothing special about it, right? Mm-hmm. Because remember, let's go back to the original definition of what a trademark is. It is something that identifies your brand. So if the trademark no longer identifies your brand and it's becoming a common everyday term, then it's no longer considered a trademark and you can actually lose the protection behind it. Wow. A lot of folks think just because you get a federal trademark registration, you are good. No one can take that from you. Blah, blah, this, that, and the third. Okay. The thing about it, it does not matter who files the trademark first. What matters is who is the first to use it and monetize it. Right. So you have some brands who look at their competitors and they see, oh, I like this particular brand name. I notice they don't have a federal trademark. So I'm going to go ahead and beat them to the punch. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and file. But the thing about it, within the first five years after you receive your federal trademark registration, that other brand can good win that you filed a trademark. And if they can show that they have used that term, that logo, that slogan, or whatever it is before you did in commerce, they can get that federal trademark registration canceled. Wow. And you know what? Since you said that, it brings to mind to me how so many um, celebrity celebrities, I don't want to name drop people, but I'm going to, I'm just going to say the Kardashians, <laughs> how they'll put trademarks on so many things. And in my head, I'll just be like, well, how can they trace trademark something that is already readily out in society but now i see what you're saying if they utilize it and monetize off something it's associated with them they can then grab it i like wow you're filling in a lot of spaces right there so you really probably need somebody on retainer for yourself once you really start to monetize it. absolutely absolutely or you can even take it a step further like i believe it's who was it? It was a company. I want to say it was um, Google. Google hates when folks say Google. I know. I was thinking about them with this because it's like Google me became so fluent. Go Google it. Yeah, exactly. And so for companies like that to protect their brand, they would issue notices and would post it on their website like, hey, 
Google is a federal trademark that means da 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 da. If you are using it in any other manner other than how we are using it, then you are violating our trademark and we can pursue you in court and receive damages and this, that, and the third. So that's what I mean by you have to monitor as well as defend your trademark so that it won't become diluted. Wow. I'm telling you right now, Smith Legal is taking us to another level, guys. Now, uh, that's why I asked the question about assisting. That's what every entrepreneur, listen to me. If you listening right now online, if you're hearing us on a podcast, guys, look up, like I said, Smith Legal. She And also, you will ask you, so what location do you have in territory? Because I was on, I've been, I've been paying attention. So tell every people how can they reach you and how can they keep up with you? So you can follow me on Instagram at Smith Legal Solutions. I'm also on Facebook, Smith Legal Solutions. I'm on Periscope at Smith Legal Solutions. If you want to join the Legal Beast community, you can text Legal T to 21,000, Legal T to 21,000, Legal T to 21,000. That, there you go. You hear that branding over there. Uh-huh. I like that. Yes, so then, I got my t-shirt on too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. She has a Smith Legal, Legal Solutions t-shirt on. We love it. We love it. Yeah. And then I I want you to drop one of those nicknames for me. She has a, a couple of nicknames, guys. This is how amazing she is. Go go ahead and drop them for oh, us. Oh, okay. So on Instagram, I'm real nice and I'm real friendly, right? But I'm friendly, but I'm not free. So on Instagram, they know me as your legal bestie because I'm like your homegirl that's like from around the way that just happens to went to law school and have over 10 years of legal experience and business experience, right? But yeah. if you're not my client and I catch you in the courtroom and you sitting on the opposite end of the table, I'm known as the legal beast, right? I've <laughs> over 600 cases in about 29 different counties and I currently have a 98.5% success rate, right? <laughs> Y'all give a clap for that. Yes, black girl magic. I'm sorry, we got to throw that in there. We got to remind people of this magic over here. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. Yes, ma'am. So that's the crazy thing about it is, guys, listen, she, again, nothing is free, but in, in order to get the greatness out of you, you got to spend, you got to invest in that. And I think even when I started, I didn't think about what she just said because I was a, a young entrepreneur. I was someone just starting up and I just thought, let me start the business up. Let me just start something going. But what she just said, guys, invest in your future. If this is something you totally want to do, even if something you trying, because you got to remember, and I, I like how you said it, somebody else may come back at you. So you got to understand like you, and again, like she said, she 98%. I want her to come vote for me. I want her to come sit at the judge table and say, you take care of that. I'm going to go sit over here in the corner. Exactly. Okay. Absolutely. I want, where, where's uh, Smith Legal Solutions? Can I, can I get Smith Legal Solutions? Say that one more time. Okay. I love that. So it's, you're I so keen it. on, you know, just business and business models. Of course, right now we're going through a major pandemic that has completely shifted society mm. and the way we uh, move, operate. And you already know America is about the dollar sign mm. and it has completely shut systems down. So I just want to want to know, like, what have you done in the pandemic as well as what do you think businesses should do? Because I know one of your tips you give people is to diversify diversify their business model so they can be well equipped for changes. So tell us more about that. Absolutely. So I would say prior to this pandemic hitting and spreading as much as it has, I started the power of the pivot. 
right? So I started mm-hmm. shifting from having in-person clients to more so navigating onto the online market. Truth be told, we don't know how long this pandemic is going to last, right? And everything that we once thought was guaranteed is no longer guaranteed anymore. For an example, you have some folks that say passive income, go get rental property and you can, you know, eat and you don't have to do anything as a landlord. You just collect money every month. But guess what? As a result of this pandemic, I'm not sure in other states, but in the state of North Carolina, court has been postponed until June 2nd. Mm -hmm. So even if your tenants decide not to pay between now and June, there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. And you cannot just put them out on the street. So that's two months of income that you just won't receive. Just like with some of the beauticians and the barbers and the cosmetologists and the nail salons, all of a sudden, without a blink of an eye, they were forced to shut down. And a lot of them think that they're going to start back up on May 15th. But my thing is, it's not likely, especially if the courthouse is closed until June 2nd. And that's money that who would have thought they wouldn't receive each month or each week, right? So my biggest thing is not only having multiple streams of income, but having multiple sources of income. And that is one thing that I utilize myself because all of my money does not come from my law firm Mm. at all. And think about it. A lot of the big businesses that are still in business, because keep in mind, we have a lot of businesses that have shut down as a result of this pandemic. But a lot of the big businesses that are still up and going and moving like clockwork, like they hadn't missed a beat, they have multiple sources of income in addition to multiple streams of income. Let's take McDonald's. Where does McDonald's receive the bulk of their money? No, I think it's a trick question. It's not from the business. I don't know. I'm asking. Hypothetical. What what you think? I don't know what you think, Coach B. I would say it's from the customers coming into the building, but maybe not. Well, I would say because they they have multiple uh, franchises and they have a, a location that you mm-hmm. buy inventory from them. So that they constantly Okay, so franchising them. and you say food. That's what you right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, food. Mm-hmm. The bulk of McDonald's income comes from real estate. Because the thing about McDonald's, they have to buy the land for the franchises to even be on. Then they get money from the franchisees, right? Wow. What's that last part you said from the franchisees? And then what was the last part after that? From the customers. Customers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yep. Because the franchisee has to, they got to split their pot and they have to pay them. Yep. Like you said, the land. Everything. Wow. And we're not even talking about McDonald's University where the franchisees have to pay money to learn how McDonald's operate. Absolutely. Wow. Diversifying. I love that. Um, And then, yeah, because you just never know what could happen. And the crazy thing that you mentioned real estate, I was um, I'm venturing into real estate investment properties and God told me to turn a certain way and wait for the real estate right before the pandemic hit. And I said, oh, my goodness, I, I actually listened to God and it panned out because I was thinking exactly about that, about um, 
oh my goodness, I would have, it would have hit right during my first buy and I might not even been able to get a tenant in because there's so many people now that have filed for unemployment, unsure about the future. Mm -hmm. So it's just like so many things that I'm in, in my head, I started to think like, okay, well, how could I prepare in the future for, you know, just for anything, but it really is about diversifying everywhere. Absolutely. Mm. Oh my goodness. And then here's a tip for you, Miss Cammie. Okay. The market comes because, you know, I'm also a real estate agent too, right? I'm a real estate agent. I'm a life coach. I'm an executive life coach. I'm an author and I'm a serial entrepreneur. So here's a tip. Yes. Tell me, tell me more. Come a little bit closer. Come a little closer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting close. Research tax deeds. Tax deeds. Mm. All right. I'm writing it down. Mm. You can get a property free and clear of a mortgage. You just have to pay the back taxes. All right. It's a secret that a lot of real estate investors do not share, but that is how you can gain a lot of property and you can make a lot of residual income. They already bought bought by the people, but they just have not paid their taxes. To the government. To the government. When I tell you, you guys need an attorney on your team. <laughs> we got to keep this connection right here with Smith Legal Solutions. She's, she's the best. She already told you. She's the best. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, guys. Like, like you just heard again, you got to pay people for what you need. And she just gave, again, it's a small amount, mm. but it can last for so big for some of you guys out there. Make sure you connect with her. Make sure that you actually pull it up, guys. She on Instagram. Trust me, she do her seminars. And you can ask the little questions, but at the same time, <laughs> she she do tell you, I, okay, we could talk after this over, though. <laughs> so those who out there having businesses, even with the churches, Again, guys, you got to understand this is so critical. And that's why we're so excited to have her on to talk about this, to empower you guys. Like she, we, she's right in the community. She's right here. She's ready to help. And like she said, her doors is constantly open. So I got a quick question. If I'm, if I'm a new person, what are some things that I'll probably, and this real quick, what are some things that I want to, if I'm looking for an attorney, what should I look for? I would say first and foremost, their experience, you know, Are you finding an attorney who's just fresh out of law school, wet behind the ears? Are you finding an attorney who got a little years underneath their belt, but they have a whole lot of experience, not just book experience, but real life experience as well. That's one thing that draws folks to me is because of I'm very authentic and I teach based off of my experience. I teach based off of previous kinds of experiences, as well as family members experiences as well. Right. I look to see whether or not that attorney is approachable. Right. So I would say before you select an attorney, stalk them on social media. See whether or not they're engaged with their clients. See whether or not they're all about the money and buy my stuff, buy my stuff. You know, see whether or not they're actually putting some type of value out there to the general public. I like that. Just with you saying that, I think this is a perfect part to um, wrap it up because it shows that you are someone who gives value back into the community and you you cherish these things that you're able to give. You put that nugget in there. You know what I mean? You put that nugget in there. You want people to go that right way. So I, my last question is, like, what do you think you want to leave uh, for the community? Like your lasting impression about Smith Legal Solutions and Trina? 
Last an impression is that with Smith Legal Solution, we protect the power behind generational wealth creation. So we take you from an idea to bringing that idea into reality. And not only just doing your life, but for when you're gone. Mm, I love that. Perfect. <laughs> wow. Because that's like a dream. I think for most, I know that's one of my personal dreams. Wow. And that's that's why I do what I do. I want a legacy for my children's 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 children. Like I really want us to all as a community start thinking that way. We'll change the world because we have so much to offer. Absolutely. You, you guys give it up for Trina and Smith Legal Solutions and what HBCU grad, okay? Give them that social media one more time so they can connect with you again. What's your social media one more time so they can contact Absolutely. You? I'm on Smith Legal Solutions on Instagram, Smith Legal Solutions on Periscope, Smith Legal Solutions on Facebook as well as LinkedIn and if you want to stay up to date, text Legal T L-E-G-A-L-T-E-A to 21,000, one word Legal T to 21,000, Legal T to 21,000 My goodness, you just heard it, it's your boy it was such a pleasure, so much to learn today with Miss Trina and Smith Legal Solutions That is, God, peace and blessings, have a good one 